0: So I had some ideas for podcast names. Mm-hmm. One of them was Sines, cosines, and tangents, because we go on so many tangents. Mm-hmm. And the other was function junction, sort of as a as a callback to a joke from two thousand eight. What are your thoughts?
1: I like the tangents ones, but that sounds more like a calculus podcast and Well that you okay
0: know. we it can be like an ironic thing. Yeah. That like People think that they're getting, you know, calculus and academic scholarly research when in fact they're getting the exact opposite.
1: (laughs)
2: Okay. They're
0: getting a graphic design student, a map analyst, and Colin making fun of (laughs) ball games and writing showcases about getting stuck in South Dakota.
1: I love how you just say Colin.
0: Well, I mean, I don't want to bury him. I assume he's going to listen to this. (laughs) Welcome to Sines, Cosines, and Tangents. I'm Alex.
1: I'm Philip, and I'm playing Trials Fusion right now. So, yeah.
0: How's, uh, Trials Fusion going?
1: It's, uh, going alright.
0: Uh, give me a review of Trials Fusion in six words.
1: Fun motorcycle obstacle courses. That's four.
0: If you count that's four, that was six words. (laughs) Yes! (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, we were just having a conversation. We really haven't planned anything this week, but I'm like, you know, I'm just going to hit record and see what happens. I'll, I'll just cut the boring stuff out, but, um... Oh, uh, congratulations on applying for American Ninja Warrior.
1: Yep. Finally.
0: How'd the, uh, video editing process go?
1: Uh, I wasn't exact- I was sort of involved, but I- I just left it all up to Sam because I- I am too impatient to do video editing. Uh, so but he did a really good job and we I was in I was in I was in close contact with him through the whole thing so I had a lot of input that's good so
0: uh, unlike yeah. the slideshow I submitted four years ago are we ever gonna get to see your application video yeah okay cool eventually i
1: I don't it's not really that good and well no I don't mean not really that good because Sam did a really good job but like it's nothing you guys don't know about me, and it's most of it's like footage you already have seen. So I
0: mean, we we, we still want to see it. This is an important step in your life, and as your friends, we want to be supportive of your future endeavors.
1: Okay. By the way, I did not establish a ninja name. I'm Thankfully. sure one will be
0: established for you.
1: Oh yeah. We are
0: we are making t-shirts if you go on the show. I'm just letting you know that now. This is completely beyond your control. We're making t-shirts whether you like it or not.
1: You can pr- you can make your own. I don't care. I, I'm I don't want T-shirts.
0: You know they're not going to let you run in an NFL shirt.
1: I'm not going to wear an NFL. I'll probably like wear somebody else's shirt.
0: Well, I wonder if they'd let you do that, actually. Yeah, no. Uh, for context, when I turned 21, I applied for American Ninja Warrior and had the singular worst application video in the history of application videos. I really
1: want to watch it.
0: Well, too bad because it is lost to history. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, lost, uh, lost I, I, I will it. say this much. I tried to give myself a backstory because I figured that my training wasn't going to get me onto the show. There were two clips of me training. One was me doing a singular dip between my washing and drying machines (laughs) at my, uh, this is still at my dorm, uh, my junior year of college, and the other was doing the body prop in which my hands were a good, like, two feet above my feet.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And also I was
0: 190 pounds at this time, so. Yeah, like, just envision a slideshow with horrible clips of a fat kid doing not training Bear in mind, I recorded both of those pieces of footage, like, the night before the deadline, which is why they were so horrible.
1: There's been more submission videos, you know which one I'm talking no, about. No, mine
0: I... was worse. Mine Mon- was worse.
1: The... No way.
0: Mine was worse, I promise. Like, though I know the one you're talking about, at least he mm-hmm. could do a set of monkey bars, and I really couldn't Barely. at that point in my life. Like, remember that, uh... Remember we went to Michelle's Comp in February 2014? Yes. This is is where we first met everyone. At a rock climbing gym in Columbus in February 2014. They had a warped wall there. Now, I'm probably 5'7", 5'8 at this point. I'm still 5'8". And they were, like, doing the warped wall. And Drew Dreschel is on the top of this wall. He's... Putting his arm, he's like leaning belly first on the wall. Like holding his arm down. So really I only have to get about 12 feet. The first time, I get up there and I miss. The second time, I finally grab it in a dead hang. He's pulling his absolute hardest. Now bear in mind, Drew Dreschel is the best ninja in history. (laughs) Yep. So... Grand, and this is like three days before he won ASEAN Cup in 2014. He's pulling his hardest. I'm pulling my hardest. And cumulatively, we are getting absolutely nowhere. <laughs> and about 15 seconds later, my grip gives up.
1: And it's like, <laughs> I, I, I wish I was there to see that. I I was there, but I must have been doing something else.
0: I That might have been the day before, because you were only down oh. there for the second day. I was down there for the first day ah uh. let's see what else i i, I want to think about memories of that excursion now because we're going to be in columbus next weekend
2: mm-hmm.
0: oh yeah i buried travis rosen all during his run because i was filming some of the runs and i was filming travis rosen's stage three run and i just spent the entire time burying him mm-hmm. also i chanted acl at tree dreschel
1: Oh, I remember that.
0: I, I was kind of an ass in 2014. Oh, I got laser eye surgery.
1: Oh yeah. Week. I I enjoyed your waiting room observations.
0: <laughs> um, I'll, I'll go load those in a second. Did I post the which uh, group chat did I post those in? I, th-
1: I I think I think the I I think Doug's and Seah.
0: Okay, I I thought so. Uh.
1: Yeah, we come up with, like, weird names for our group chats, yeah. and sometimes they turn into these completely incoherent paragraphs.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we, we've, we've had some pretty interesting ones. Um,
1: I, I've screenshot a couple of them when they've gotten, like, to the point where they can't be edited anymore.
0: Yeah, exactly, because we've ran out of characters. Oh, I scrolled too far back, and I got to your comment, as a Christian, what do you think of Bitcoin.
1: Oh, yeah, be, remember we were making because remember when you were here uh here uh just oh yeah, the, ago. like
0: the seven hundred club or something, yeah, like that? we were
1: watching for some reason, we were watching the seven hundred club while we were eating breakfast, and the question came up to some dude saying, as a Christian, what do you think about Bitcoin? <laughs> And I remember we were thinking, "Oh man, it's going to be terrible. He's going to probably like quote Revelation or something." And like, uh, no, actually, he actually did a better job than I expected.
0: Like I said, the the show is called Signs, Cosines, and Tangents because we tangent so much. We're going to go back a conversation now to go back to my LASIK surgery. First of all, they they did a fantastic job. Um, I'm gonna withhold the name of this place because I'm not a corporate shill for them. I get there, and they're like, oh, well, uh, make sure to leave us a review on Facebook and one person each month will win a $50 Amazon gift card. Now I was a little suspicious when I was looking for a place to get LASIK done. And I ended up ignoring the online reviews anyway, because I just went with somebody who my mom works with went to. Like, all of the laser places are 5.0s. I assume because LASIK is very easy and incredibly safe. So I was a little suspicious that all of these places had 5.0 ratings. And I know why now, because they apparently pester you for reviews. And I'm like, alright, whatever, I'll do it later. I have not done it, and I will not. They're like, alright, well, you know, here are your, here's your drop schedule, here's all your supplements, whatever. Oh, and make sure that you check in on Facebook, and we'll give you a free t-shirt. Oh my god! Oh now, yeah. <laughs> real talk here. You honestly think that bribing me with a corporately branded t-shirt is going to get me to bend to your whim. Why in the hell would I wear a Lasik Vision Place t-shirt in public? I never would. I have t-shirts that I specifically don't wear in public because I'm too ashamed to wear them in public. That would be one of them. I don't need another one. One
1: of mine would be my... 2008 Geography Bee Champion.
0: Oh my god! Please take a picture of this and send it to me.
1: Actually, I don't know where it went. But Please I, find
0: I... it and take a picture of it and send it to me.
1: It's actually way more basic than you'd think. It's just like a little seal of like a globe.
0: Don't care, send it to me.
1: Oh! I have another shirt that I wouldn't wear because one, it's size small. Okay. Uh, two, it's it's a Capri Sun branded shirt. Oh! <laughs> Because one time at, like, a town fair or something, I was in a competition. There was, like, a Capri Sun event. And there was, like, a pro skateboarder, a pro rollerblader, or there was, like, a pro BMX guy. And it was on, like, this half pipe, and they were doing dowels and stuff. But, like, you could win a skateboard if you sucked down Capri Sun the fastest out of anybody. If you sucked won- down
0: Capri Sun the fastest.
1: Yes. And I want to... I got a shirt, and I got an autographed skateboard. <laughs>
0: Where's the autographed skateboard?
1: In my room somewhere. Oh.
0: How, how does it feel to be a champion Capri Sunsucker? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, Lasik, I don't check in anywhere because I don't want people to know where I am at all hours of the day. If somebody wanted to get Lasik, I would happily recommend to them where I got my Lasik not that it matters because i assume all Lasik places are the same given by their perfect ratings that they pay for with amazon gift cards
1: and t-shirt oh, wait no that's checking it
0: yes so there's this family like some guy is there and he has an entire freaking cheering section
2: mm-hmm.
0: and we're saying there the getting... Lasik ninja all right <laughs> <laughs>
1: I guarantee there is at least one person this season that has applied, uh, that, like, did a submission video and had the name Lasik Ninja. Guaranteed.
0: Oh, I forgot the congratulations board. So they have a board that says, congratulations, and a bunch of people's names written, and I was one of them. Now, like, I don't understand why they have a congratulations board, like, Congratulations for giving us your money! I'm like, what? Why, why, I, I just gave you several thousands of dollars. Why do you feel the need to congratulate me for it? By the way, I'm going to read this post from Colin, I'll ask him later if it's okay if I read this. He says, that reminds me of a story I haven't told you guys since it was a little thing. Like, right after I got my dental implant surgery, and a few hours after surgery, when they attached the healing teeth to the implants, they did some little unveiling ceremony thing, getting all the staff in the recovery room with me and Dad with a mirror, and started clapping. <laughs> oh! <my laughs> God. Did did you not see that? It was in the group chat. No. Start reading the group chats, damn it. Okay.
1: We're starting clapping.
0: By the way, I, I, I said an all. That's ca- the
1: most. That's the most like uncommon thing ever. I bet he was less than into. <laughs>
0: Uh, actually, he commented after that. The thing I want when I, when all swollen and bleeding out, let me try to read this normally, without spaghetti falling out of my pockets. The thing I want when all swollen and bleeding out, my mouth drugged up, is everyone who works there clapping. <laughs> and I, I com, I commented in all caps. Why are we just learning this now? This was like the most important part. <laughs> Anyway, they gave me ChapStick with their logo on it. I don't know why they gave me ChapStick with their logo on it. Like, I got eye surgery there, not Accutane. Anyway, that's all the stuff I have about LASIK, other than my eyes keep getting blurry sometimes because I keep having to adjust distances, and I'm not good at that yet.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. I I feel like that was kind of automatic on glasses, and now my eyes actually have to adjust to distances, so... That's one weird thing. And also, I keep reaching for my glasses, and they're not there. They're not going to help me anymore.
1: I'd be so irresponsible with, like, contacts. I'd, like, leave them in for a month, and then I'd be like, why are my eyes burning?
0: Actually, the reason I never got contacts, because if if I could tolerate contacts, I probably would have just worn them. But one time at the doctor's office, I made them give them to me just to test them out. It took me, like, 15 minutes to get the one contact in, and after, like, 30 seconds, it started burning, and I'm like, I'm never doing this again. (laughs) Although they put a healing contact on one of my eyes, they said it was, like, really rigid or something, and it was fine. Hi, Alex from the future here. Uh, I cut a bit about a trucking school that wasn't actually that funny, so there's no context to this next part, but we start talking about Disney, so
1: enjoy Oh my god! Okay, so after after the podcast, let's like look up random Disney stuff, like like all the Disney hotels and like random Disney properties.
0: Oh yeah, I was obsessed with all the Disney hotels for like three seconds once.
1: Yeah, same. I I, I still I I have a couple Walt Disney World books that sometimes I look ba- look at and just like fantasize about being in the king's uh, like in the best suites. Like, my dream is to be in, like, the most expensive suite at Contemporary.
0: You do usually get the swanky hotel rooms.
1: We, we always would stay at All-Stars Sports Resort. Oh.
0: Uh, we stayed... Well, admittedly, I was there for academic games twice. The first time I was ten. I mean, we stayed off off the property both times. You know what's really freaking weird is that I mm. had a dream about that the exact hotel I'm talking about last night. Mm. It was super weird. We, we never stayed in like a Disney hotel. Uh, we got like one day passes to Epcot when I was ten, and that was awesome. And then we got one day park hopper and did Magic Kingdom and MGM.
1: I think which... it's just called Hollywood Studios now.
0: Huh? No, Okay. Whatever. But Magic Kingdom was. Fine. And we are like, oh well maybe we're a little old for this, let's try MGM. MGM was so stupid. We got like right there when they were about to do one of their parades, and they had like this trampoline get up, and I swear they just picked people off the street to jump on these trampolines because they were doing quote unquote tricks, which was jumping from one trampoline to the other trampoline. I think one guy might have done a front flip. Anyway, so there's this guy in like one of the GI Joe soldier things from Toy Story. Like that's his getup. He's like the MC of this parade or whatever. He's like hyping up this big, exciting thing, and they hype up the big, exciting thing, and it's I don't know some obviously something insanely stupid. And then, where Disney World really jumped the shark for me. I will, never remember, I will never forget this because of how stupid it was. He then feels the need to shout at the top of his lungs, IT'S OPERATION SONG AND DANCE! In, like, this military voice. And then he starts doing this stupid, like, Pee-wee Herman tequila dance. Like, do you know the Pee-wee Herman tequila dance?
1: Kind of. He starts I, I, doing
0: that... Except not nearly as well. And it's just horrific, and I'm like, this is the stupidest shit.
1: <laughs> Epcot's chill as hell.
0: E- Epcot was very fun. but I mean, Epcot's the all-
1: only good park. Every, all the normies want to go to Magic Kingdom just stand around in a sea of, like, people. And, like, germs and, like, probably stinky people shout and like shouting high schoolers from Brazil when they could there, there are only power. two
0: reasons to ever go to Disney World one if your age is in the single digits and two if you're proposing to a girl with Is <laughs> from the future again the next part was really mean so I cut it
2: <laughs>
0: because oh I see God. so oh. many Disney World proposals it's it, so not even many. like many. And it's you just would like, think, you're 27, why are you getting proposed to at Disney
1: World? Might as well throw a ring pop. Like, you like, you would what, think, like, they would pick a, like, a secluded, like, You would romantic, think you like, pick intimate. anything
0: besides Disney World. Like, something that's lower than proposing at a baseball game. <laughs> I actually have seen a proposal at a baseball game. It was really cringy.
1: Uh, why, I don't know why people would like to do proposals in public.
0: What What kills me are these, like, flash mob proposals.
1: Like, oh, those feels are the... Like
0: they, everyone feels like they need to propose in a flash mob now.
1: Every, I hate flash mobs in general. Oh, my God. Well,
0: yes, flash Dude. mobs are pretty stupid. Um, my, my high school show choir had a flash mob in a giant eagle once. That's not a joke. They had a flash mob and a giant eagle.
1: That's really dumb.
0: It it was incredibly dumb, and I was glad that I wasn't there. But, like, really? Flash mobs? Okay, what's even worse than flash mob proposals is any type of promposal. Oh my god, you're 16... Grow a pair and ask a girl to a ball to to a dance. Like, really?
1: Promposals? Oh yeah, they promposals. These
0: are are a thing now, by the way. Oh my god, they're so dumb. They're so dumb.
1: I wouldn't know because one, I was homeschooled, and two, I was nowhere near prepared to talk to girls.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. I, um... Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk uh, off the record about my experience with proms. Alright. I, I, long story short, I did not go to either of mine.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Anyway. Flowchart. If you're proposing something to someone. If you're proposing marriage, do it tastefully and classfully. Don't do a flash mob. Uh, Don't do sporting events. Just don't be an idiot. If you're not proposing marriage, ask her, like, the grown-ass man or child that you are. Do not get her a cake. Do not get her a marching band. Like, (laughs) can you imagine, like, if I had a girlfriend, and, like, we're just, like, hanging out, and, you know, we've been together for, I don't know... Six months, and I go out and get a marching band. <laughs> and I'm like, "Hey, I have an extra ticket to a Penguins game. You want to come with me?" No, I, I, I'm just gonna be like, "Hey, I have an extra ticket to a Penguins game. Come with me." Mm-hmm. I'm not. <sighs> Proposals are the worst. All right, it's time to make fun of Colin again because we didn't record enough uh, audio with me and Philip. But say hi, Colin. Hi. We don't have any specific things. We're just going to start asking random sports rules. Mm-hmm. We'll see how I... many Colin knows. Alright, I, I have one to start. Do you know what a shot clock is?
2: What sport is this? Basketball. I'm guessing that's like the the play clock in football, I'm assuming?
0: Sort of. You have to take a shot before the play clock expires. Oh. Alright, in a professional basketball game, how long do you suppose the shot clock is? I.e., you have to take a shot every X seconds or minutes.
2: I'm probably going to be way off here, but I'm going to guess a minute.
0: That is pretty far off, yes.
2: (laughs) How far off?
0: 24 seconds. Oh. Actually, I was just looking up today, um, there was a basketball game in like the 40s or something. Actually, it was Mm the 50s, maybe? where there was one really good player on the one team, so the other team decided to just hold the ball forever. This is before the shot clock. The final score, and this is a professional basketball game, the final score was 19 to 18.
2: Oh! I'm guessing that strategy is why the shot clock exists.
0: Correct! Do you know how many points were scored in the highest scoring basketball game?
2: I don't know, but I'm going to guess in these triple digits.
0: That's, uh, that's pretty safe. Just take a stab in the dark. How many, how many points does a basketball team usually score in a game?
2: Um, doesn't that have somewhere between, like, 50 and 80 or something?
0: That's pretty low. For college, you might sort of be on track. Oh. I'm going to look up scoring averages for teams this year. Philip, ask a question when I look this
1: up. How does one achieve a stolen base?
2: You take it, run away. No, uh, I, I'm guessing you just get there before the person with the with the ball does. Uh, I'll,
1: sort of. Elaborate.
2: Um, fighting under the guy's arm with the ball in his hand. I don't what? Know. What are you talking? About? <laughs> That's not it, is it? <laughs> I don't even know what you just said. Okay, don't you have to touch the player with the ball? Yes. To get them out? Yes. yes. So, imagine the guy who has the ball, has the ball in his arm, and has his arm out to try and touch the guy, and the other guy slides to the base, gets his foot on the base while sliding under that guy's arm. This isn't it, is it?
0: That's, uh, pretty far off. <laughs>
1: That's like one micro-component of it.
0: Uh, Alright, so... so Let's say you're on first base, and you're just chilling out. And the pitcher has the ball. The pitcher delivers his pitch. However, you decide, You know what? I'm going to go to second base anyway. So while the pitcher is throwing this pitch, you decide to run off to second base. The batter does not hit this ball, so it goes into the catcher's mitt. The catcher then throws onto the second baseman to attempt to get you out, but you are just in time, and beat the throw. That is a stolen base.
2: Oh, I wouldn't play off.
0: You can also, on more rare occasions, steal third base, or in incredibly rare situations,
1: steal home base.
2: If you do the ladder, won't you getting hit by the bat? No, because
1: your teammate would see it coming and back out of the way. Oh. It,
0: like, almost never happens. Like, I can't even remember the last time it happened. Um, Side note, there was a guy who stole first somewhat recently. Oh, so he's how on does first that base. He successfully steals second base. He's on second. And then there's a ball put into play. There's some sort of base running issue. So the runner on second base goes back to second. And suddenly there are two men on second base.
2: Um, oh.
0: So, the fielder, being confused, tags both men. The original runner on second base assumes he's out, starts to trot back to the dugout. Meanwhile, it turns out the other guy was the one that was out for having two men on base. And he has to scurry back to first, because he can't get back to second. So, he is returned to first base, after being on second base. To complete the cycle, he then attempted to steal second base again, and was thrown out to end the inning.
2: Well, I'm guessing he knows about as much as the rules as I do, as in not at all. That would be
0: pretty difficult, considering he is a professional baseball player. By the way, to answer the last question, I just picked the Washington Wizards at random, and they have scored, on average this season, 106.7 points. Oh. In their last game, they defeated the New York Knicks one hundred twenty-one to one hundred three. Oh. Which is admittedly kind of high scoring.
2: Oh, I know. Is I was way off.
0: Yes. Uh, here's a game that they lost to the Brooklyn Nets one hundred nineteen to
2: eighty four. Mm-hmm. So the losers got on on the higher end of what I get was an average. <laughs>
0: So, knowing that, what do you suppose the highest-scoring professional basketball game was?
2: 175. I based this off of absolutely nothing. It just seems like a high number.
0: You're actually kind of close. The final score was 186 to 184. hundred eighty-four. I'll sit. The Detroit Pistons defeated the Denver Nuggets in triple overtime. Mm-hmm. All right. How many minutes in one quarter of professional basketball?
2: Uh, hmm. I'm assuming you mean game time and not real time.
0: Correct. Considering the I'm last high. two minutes of a professional basketball game take, like, no exaggeration, 15 to 20 minutes sometimes.
2: I'm going to guess 10 minutes then. And...
0: That was pretty close, it was 12. I
2: was afraid you were going to say something
1: like hour, and hour. <laughs>
2: No, that's, that's baseball!
0: Why, that's why I asked the question. Uh, how, how long is an overtime period?
2: Is that also 12 minutes?
0: It is not, it is 5.
2: Oh. Well, that explains how a game can go to triple overtime, then.
0: In hockey, how does one achieve a delay of game penalty?
2: By delaying the game, I win! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, do they find this Dubb so the puck against the wall and make sure no one can get it or something?
0: Not quite. It is when you put the puck over the glass and into the stands.
2: I thought they they said that they put up nets to prevent that from happening. Or does like it get lost in the net? But
0: sometimes oh. it goes off like over the sides.
2: Oh. So stuck in the area between the glass and the wall or the net? between the glass and the net, and probably the wall under the glass. I'm probably making things worse by trying to elaborate, am I? Yeah, you're
0: making things significantly worse.
2: Oh, in this absence of questions, I remember how we explained outfield ramp? <laughs> I thought that, gra- like, the grassy area between the square, like, the dirt square and the wall was called midfield thought outfield meant out because it was over that that wall thingy. For me,
1: outfield was the midfield. <laughs> oh my god.
2: I'm guessing the dirt square isn't called the dirt square either, is it?
0: No, I think you're talking about the infield. I guess. But I can't be sure.
2: Is that the one with, like, all four bases and the pit space in the middle?
0: Well, um, <laughs> it's not called the pitch base. it is called the pitcher's mound
2: oh why
0: because it is where the pitcher stands and it is a mound
2: okay then
0: alright in real baseball and this is professional baseball how far from home plate to first base
2: I don't know like 20-30 feet maybe
0: Oh, dear.
2: (laughs) How bad was that?
0: 90 feet. Really? Yes.
2: That's to get to the first base?
0: Yeah, it takes about four and a half seconds. Alright, most Major League Ballparks, how far is it from home plate to the center field wall?
2: In feet. I'm going to have to ask a question here. Sure. What the hell is center field wall? (laughs)
0: Okay, it, Okay. so remember outfield ramp?
2: Uh-huh.
0: Remember the wall leading up to the outfield ramp?
2: Oh, so it's the midfield-outfield divider, as I thought it was. Correct. <laughs> I don't know, 300 feet? Eh,
0: not bad, 400.
2: Considering how bad I've been doing that, I'll take that.
0: Yes. What is the most over... Oh, I should preface this question by saying that uh pro football overtime does not work the same as college football overtime oh in college each team gets one possession they start from their 25 yard line Mm-hmm. they each get a possession and at the end of each possession if there's a winner then they win the game and if they're still tied then they play another overtime mm mm-hmm. and they keep going
2: I swear the NFL used to be like that, then they had the the tie thing.
0: No, it, NFL was always sudden death. Huh. College football only added this, like, 20 years ago.
2: No, no, I mean as far as if no one scores in the overtimes. Like, the maximum number of overtimes, if no one scores.
0: Uh, in the playoffs, they have to have a winner, so they keep playing, but in the That might be season, where the
2: confusion lies, because I don't mean my like... I remember that happening years ago, how it was going to like. Oh, yeah, that's right. The
0: Ravens were playing the Broncos, and they were tied after overtime, so they played a second overtime. Mm -hmm. Because they needed a winner. Mm -hmm. In the regular season, they just called it a tie.
2: Oh. That might be where the season's stemming from. Yes. Because it's a very rare scenario, as far as games I actually are watching.
0: Actually, yeah, there have only been like five or six double overtime games in NFL history. Fun fact, I have watched since the 2002-ish season every NFL playoff game but two. Oh. They were the only two games during that period to go to double overtime.
2: Oh, well.
0: The most recent time was because I was at a basketball game.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: The other time, I was actually watching most of the game, but halfway through overtime had to go to the toilet. Fair enough. And I was sitting on the toilet when the eventual game-winning touchdown was scored in double overtime. <laughs> I'm still bitter about this. That was like 15 years ago. There was not DVR at this point.
2: And if you wanted to use your VHS, you had to get the NFL's express written permission. I feel like you were going to ask something about college football overtime because we got on a long rant.
0: So, knowing that, what is the record for the most college football overtimes in one game? Like, they went to overtime, they were still tied, so they played a Mm -hmm. second overtime, and so on.
2: I said no one got higher than four.
0: There have been many, or not many, multiple higher than four. Oh dear. The record is actually
2: seven. Oh. I'm guessing the people involved in that game either didn't make it to the NFL if they were offensive players and did make it to the NFL if they were defensive players.
0: Well no, they just both kept scoring touchdowns. Oh! I'm gonna look up this game now. Oh. Ark. I forgot about this. Arkansas's coach used to be named Houston Nut.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, Houston, we have a problem.
0: That's uh, two T's in Nut. For those keeping score. <laughs>
1: That's even better.
0: Oh, here's a fun baseball fact. I'm not gonna ask it to you, but the longest losing streak in baseball this season was 11 games. The team that lost 11 games in a row, the Los Angeles Dodgers, ended up having the best record in baseball.
2: I'm guessing they must play a lot more than 11 games. Uh, Um.
0: How how many do you think they play?
2: Well, if they can end up being the best, I'm going to say somewhere in the series.
0: Oh Yeah, you know, the funny thing is I think we've asked you this before, and you also said thirty. <laughs> <laughs> um Try
1: one hundred and sixty two. What? Yeah.
0: Yeah. They play basically every day for close to six months.
2: Oh dear. For so over yeah, six the Dodgers
0: <laughs> the Dodgers won one hundred and four games, they lost fifty eight. And since I know you're thinking it, yes, they lost 58 games and still had the best record in baseball.
2: How bad were the? How bad did the win team do?
0: Uh, actually, not that bad. They won 64 games and lost 98.
2: <laughs> that still sounds pretty bad when you have more losses than wins.
0: Yes. D- didn't the Tigers like? win 43 and lose 119 a couple years ago. Philip. you should know this.
1: Yes. I would say, I wonder if it's possible, ever possible, that somebody could go 143 and not. But I remember that baseball's so R&D that even really crappy teams will, will sometimes be good teams.
0: Yeah, like their record is 116 and 46. That's the most wins in a season.
1: Mm-hmm. Baseball's also RNG in general. Yeah. Like, like you, the best players are ones that can swing, that can hit the, hit the ball like, like two fifths of the time, or less than that, less than two fifths of the time.
0: Yeah. For case in point, Colin, um, mm-hmm. Ty Cobb, he played for the Tigers for like ever, and this is in the early nineteen hundreds.
2: He was okay. also
0: extremely racist. Just
2: to through that. I mean, this was the early 1900s. This is
0: true. He has the best batting average of all time. And his batting average is 366. Which means he got a hit 36.6% of the time.
2: Oh! Okay, I'll ask. So, what makes Babe Bruce relevant if he's not the best of that or uh, something? Is it because he had the candy boy named after him?
0: <laughs> um, for one, it's because he hit a crap ton of home runs. Okay. He hit 714 home runs in his career. Oh. At the time he retired, I think second place was like 100-something. Oh. Right in context. But now he has been passed by two players, Hank Aaron, who hit 755. And Barry Bonds, who did steroids. Oh. And. Well, I'm sorry. What was your original question? Oh, yeah. Babe Oh, he is not the person on the candy bar.
2: I. I mean, I said the candy bar part mostly jokingly, but I did know.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is uh, Grover Cleveland's daughter. <laughs>
2: I had no idea the candy bar was named after Grover Cleveland's daughter.
0: Oh, I just thought of a funny thing. We should go back and talk about all the different presidents. See how many you guys know. All right. Do you want to just record that now and I'll put it on next week's podcast?
2: Yeah. Okay, this has taken long. Let's just do that next week.
0: We will do that next week. Oh, my. And that's your tease to listen to next week. That's our show. Oh, just kidding. Here's the showcases that we recorded like a week ago. Bye. It's time for the showcases. Uh, Philip, you went last week, so would you like to read yours first or second? First. Uh, Alright, go ahead.
1: Oh boy. Here we go. Hopefully I don't just burst out laughing like last time. Have the cleanest house in the neighborhood with a set of industrial-grade janitorial supplies. Ooh. <laughs> First, to keep your floors nice and spotless, we have this Aura commercial upright vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> this vacuum oh, right.
2: has Those a
1: cleaning path cogged V-belt resists slippage. Circuit breaker helps protect against clogs and jams. Its helping hang handle hang handle has received ease of use certification from the Arthritis <laughs> Foundation. It's <laughs> powerful High-speed balanced brush roll with double helix brushes whirls at 6,500 RPM and moves debris towards the vacuum inlet for cleaning.
0: Are you just reading off of the
1: product description? Requires self assembly <laughs> <laughs> Next, keep your bathroom clean with this Lysol toilet bowl cleaner. 18, count, like of 24, be... 18 count of 24 ounce bottles. Finally, here's an 8-pack of Apple Cider Vinegar. I'm not entirely sure what it does, but many Facebook pages say that it cures cancer or something, so maybe it cleans stuff too. <laughs> oh, and here's a new car! Hey! This 2014 Chevrolet Supersport packs an 850-horsepower <laughs> V8 engine and was driven to victory twice by Jeff Gordon during the 2014 NASCAR Spring Cup season. Oh yeah, sorry. This is a race car. This is literally the same car Jeff Gordon drove. Your neighbors might not be happy. <laughs> so so like
0: it it is literally the same physical car that Jeff Gordon drove.
1: Yes.
2: Then how is it brand new? Sold
1: by sold by the team itself. It's it, it's given Oh, it's it, a brand new replica. No, it's the exact same car. <laughs> literally the same car.
2: Then it's a Dooms car. Enough with the technicality. Let's just move on with the showcase. That's it. Yeah,
0: that that is the end of the showcase. Um, Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, I gave you way too easy of a showcase, then, because you're going to win, I assume.
1: Hendrick Motorsports sells like old cars that used to to race. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Dude, that's it was an old car.
1: <laughs> oh, and here's an old car! <laughs> no, remember? That was last week, though. I gave you guys the 1998 Ford Taurus.
2: <laughs> it's, it's still three years old and been doomed in races, but whatever.
0: Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um... Probably only has,
1: like, a couple thousand mileage, because, you know, yeah. 500 mile race.
0: I have... Absolutely no idea what they what these things sell for. So I'm gonna go fifty thousand six hundred nineteen dollars. All right. I'm scared. Philip, are you ready for your showcase? Yes. A recent report estimated that America has, in total. $33 billion in unused tech. Considering that two-thirds of that is in Philip's Steam library, I thought we'd take a look at Philip's unplayed Steam games.
1: Oh. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> For instance, you own Rise, Son of Rome and have no, ti- no playtime on it. Maybe you'll enjoy it more after your trip to Rome. You and the guest will fly round-trip from Detroit to Rome, Italy via United Airlines for a six-night stay in a suite at the First Roma, a five-star luxury hotel. Enjoy the view of downtown Rome from your private jacuzzi. Daily breakfast is included. Plus, enjoy a four-hour tour of Rome's highlights aboard a Vespa scooter on your private tour. Next, you own both Roller Coaster Tycoon Deluxe and Planet Coaster the latter of which costs $45, and have played neither.
1: Dude, I got that like two days ago for 11 bucks.
0: Oh. Well, I had no way of knowing this. Perhaps you need some inspiration for new roller coasters, which you'll get when you ride the world's fastest roller coaster at Ferrari World in Abu Dhabi.
1: Dude, that's right on Yas Marina circuit, oh my god.
0: You and a guest will fly round trip from Detroit to Abu Dhabi, United Arab Emirates, via Delta Airlines, for a six-night stay in an exclusive in an excuse me in an executive suite with a beach view at the Ritz-Carlton, Abu Dhabi. Daily breakfast is included. Plus, enjoy VIP Plus benefits, including a private driving experience and karting academy session at Ferrari World. Where you'll ride the Formula Rosa roller coaster with top speeds of 149 miles per hour. Finally, who could forget that time you paid real money to purchase Garfield Kart? Ah! Which, to my lack of amazement, has no playtime. Well, you can play it in real life with your pair of go karts and Garfield costumes! <gasps> oh, God! It's two professional S1 model go-karts with 196cc engine, 10-inch front tires and 11-inch rear tires, and hydraulic disc brakes. These karts have a top speed of over 50 miles per hour. Plus, enjoy racing in these custom fit Garfield costumes. Made from cotton, polyester, foam... I'm sorry. Made from cotton, polyester, polyfoam, and velvet. Costume includes head, body, shoe, and hand covers. And this showcase, in which we hope you burn those Garfield costumes instead, can be yours if the price is right. What is your bid?
1: 3342 33,
0: So $33,042. $30,342. Okay, you, you need to start specifying. Uh, oh, that was what it was last time. I'm sorry. You, you did that last week, and we spent like two minutes trying to figure out what number it was. Okay, so you did $30,342. <laughs> $30, uh, yes. Okay, I bid fifty six one nine on my showcase. What was the actual retail price? Wait, hold re- on,
2: hold on. Can I hear duck something first? Sure. Wasn't wasn't I Ryan? Token Garfield sending whoever that other cat was to Abu Dhabi all the time? So you got two things that integrate with that.
0: <laughs> hold on a second. Let me let me uh, Garfield Abu Dhabi. Garfield and Friends Abu Dhabi Song. Like, I swear
2: through, like, that that TV show was on TV when I was a kid, or at least reruns of it. I don't know why I randomly remember this sit.
0: Well, there is a Abu Dhabi page on the Garfield Wiki, so I will give it to you. (laughs) Also on the Garfield Wiki, uh, I love to play my bugle and (laughs) cock-a-doodle-dandy. Oh, for some reason, despite having an ad blocker, I have a Hasbro ad for baby alive baby dolls. Oh. I cannot explain this in the slightest.
2: You said put that in the suitcase.
0: Right? Alright, Philip, I bid fifty thousand six one nine, what was the actual retail price?
1: The actual retail price? Three hundred and fifty thousand three hundred and forty-two, which leaves a difference of two hundred ninety-nine thousand and seven hundred and twenty-three dollars. <laughs> I win!
0: Well, Philip, ha- you bid what? Having- $30,360 30, 30, something?
1: 30342
0: Okay. Well, the actual retail price of your showcase is. $25,521. I win!
1: Oh my god! I was off by
0: $299,000 and I win! Oh, my god.
1: <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding, ding. No.
0: And the confetti falls from the ceiling as I claim my first ever showcase victory.
1: You, you should probably okay with your new car. You should you should enter a NASCAR. <laughs> you guys can be my pit crew. Oh god, <laughs> it's gonna be. Just imagine how terrible it will be. Like I know, right? Hey. Well, maybe I will be the driver.
2: I think you'd be the one a pit crew, because you're the one who would actually know sit about NASCAR.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, you'd be like... <laughs> wait, no, but then we'd also need a crew chief that talks to you during the race. But, no, wait, no, you wouldn't even have a headset, so you wouldn't know when the race was gonna start, <laughs> and you wouldn't know when there was a yellow out, so then you'd you <laughs> just, like, ram into cars and stuff. <laughs> and... You know,
2: I love how they- are trying to make use of his prize It's trying to get him killed.
0: I- I love how he's trying to make me get use of my prize that I didn't actually win.
2: <laughs> well, they're yeah, that, too, but... Hypothetically, if you somehow actually did get it. <laughs> he's trying to send you to their desk.
0: And that's the end of the podcast that we haven't actually recorded the rest of yet as we film these segments out of order. (laughs) Somebody say their name.
2: I'm Colin. I'm
1: Phil.
0: And I'm Alex, reminding you that before the filming of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, director Alfonso Cuaron had Daniel Radcliffe, Rupert Grint, and Emma Watson write essays about their characters. Watson turned in a 16-page essay, Radcliffe gave a single page, and Grint forgot to turn his in. See you next week!
2: (laughs) (laughs) Fine! <laughs>